I'm the co-founder of Brooklyn Lab, and so interoperability has been built into our blood. It's something that we prioritized from the beginning, and we believe that it's part of the secret to our success in terms of three years of academic growth on both reading and math. We're the best middle school in the country two years in a row, and this year I think we're going to be even better just looking at early data. Why are we so good? It's the relationships that we have with students. It's the ability to meet every student where they are. It's the ability to do target interventions. It's the ability to say, I understand you're not accessing this content because you don't have the prerequisite content that you need. You can't access fractions in sixth grade if you don't have the first and second and third grade standards around basic numeracy in the number line. And because our technology allows us to visualize and see data all in one way, that means teachers can use a variety of tools to meet every student where they are and use those tools in a way that allows them to really have that targeted intervention. How do you define personalized learning? I believe in expanded definition of personalized learning. So it's not just about tech, which I think it often defaults to, but when we think about personalized learning, we think about how we meet every student where they are. And sometimes that's intensive small group instruction with a teacher and or tutor working uh, with young people in small groups of two or three. Sometimes it's meeting a student who needs an intervention like art and dance movement therapy. Sometimes it's extension work, making sure that a student who is in grade seven but who is doing math on uh, a grade line, nine level has the ability to upscale themselves so that they can really be working at work that's conducive to their level. So when you think about personalized learning, what role does data interoperability and or data standards play in successfully implementing a personalized learning model? I believe that data interoperability and data standards are essential. It shifts the relationship from teacher-owned to student-owned. And so what that means is that students need to know not just where they are, but where they need to go. And they can only know that when they see their data around mastery and methodology. How did they do on a given assessment? That can't be something that doesn't live with the student and that the student doesn't own their own data in order to drive their learning. Teachers need to have that same visualization of student data so that they're really able to understand how to be the curator of content, how to be the conductor of that orchestra rather than the person who is standing in the front of the room and talking to students. Why is it important for a district or a CMO to be empowered to access and manage their students' data? Time and money. Teachers who are not using an interoperable data standard, um, what's happening for them is that they are on the weekend or late at night, and I just heard this from some teachers in Boston last night, they are downloading a PDF from an ed tech vendor. They are then transcribing that PDF into an Excel spreadsheet or a Google spreadsheet, then they're creating a pivot table. And they're doing this not for one piece of software, but for five or six. Just imagine when you think about a teacher doing that for five different pieces of software, and let's just say it takes about an hour uh, per piece of software. That's six hours of teacher time. As someone who's been a school administrator, as someone who knows how expensive that is, as someone who knows how important it is that we spend as much time with teachers actually enriching their own professional development, I can't imagine losing six hours a week per teacher per classroom so that my teachers actually have semi-rigorous, semi-actionable data 
to be able to inform instruction. And then it's money. There's a hidden cost of interoperability. And that hidden cost is the service contract that you have with your SIS to clean your data, the price that you're paying for things like Clever or an increased, that districts are paying for it, but they're paying increased software prices because vendors are passing that along. Uh, when we don't privilege interoperability, when we don't privilege products that allow us to get our data out, it means that in the end, we're actually paying for those products, not just in teacher time and student learning, but actual actual money. And so this is our data. This is our students' data. This is our teachers' data. This is our data about learning experiences. It's not a company's data. And we need to take it back in a way that really empowers instruction so that teachers can serve and form and enhance what they're doing, and teachers actually own their own student data. What do you see as the barriers to districts getting easy access and managing their student data? One, technical know-how at the district. Uh, the ability to have structures and systems in place that allow you to actually get that data into your district system. The second thing is antiquated data sharing agreements. Not having the right data sharing agreement in place between a vendor and an LMS or between a vendor and a district. Um, and then finally, it's really a business model issue. Some vendors not just don't have the ability, but they're unwilling to give you your data or want to make the price of moving your data out of the system so large as a way to lock you in as a customer year over year over year. But I also think it can be as simple as a district doesn't ask this question at procurement. One question, how do I get my data out of your system? How does interoperability help a teacher in the class? Let me go back to what I was talking about around fractions. So we have this sixth grade student, it's not uncommon, really struggling with fractions. And so when the teacher deploys a number of different in-person lessons as well as digital quick checks and digital tools, really understands that the student doesn't understand the number line. And so how do we help a student understand the number line when they're in sixth grade? One of the things that we love is gamifying that experience for students because students are going to need to do some extra work. Um, how do we help them at least make it fun and engaging and really think about user delight? We use a piece of software called Battleship Number Line. The name says it all. You have a number line, you got to sync the battleship along that number line. That teacher needs to be able to know from battleship number line if that student is progressing through numeracy standards. And so because that data automatically comes into the system, because that teacher can see that mastery data in a way that is reflective of that student's progress, that teacher knows when we're done with battleship number line and we need to move on to something else or when a student has achieved fluency in that subject area. And more importantly, the student knows it. So when they see something go green in Cortex, they know I've got this, I've mastered this, and that self-confidence in terms of mastery carries them through that hard work they're gonna need to continue to do to master fractions at grade level. Let's just take a very traditional crossroads. You're a teacher, you have 30 kids. Those 30 kids are not the same in any way, shape, or form. They don't all have mastery of the same subjects. They don't have the same prerequisites. They don't have the ability to learn the same way all the time. Some students are global learners. Some students are visual learners. Some students are auditory learners. We know this because I'm sure your strategy to study for a test is different than my strategy. I'm somebody who loves note cards. 
One of the things that interoperability unleashes in the classroom is the ability to take multiple tools, digital tools and analog tools, and apply them across the classroom in a way that it doesn't feel like disparate activities. And it doesn't feel disparate because that data is able to come back into one system or to one teacher. When I want to move a student throughout different learning experiences, that ability to have interoperability across those learning experiences with different tools, with different methods, allows me to actually have better instruction. And so this concept around personalization or meeting every student where they are is deeply enhanced by the ability to have the same type of metric come back for a variety of different learning experiences. 